You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Justin Gold right here on pain.tv slash gold. And you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. All right, folks. So, uh, again, we are reviewing seven trends, okay? Seven trends that emerged from this research uh, into how the nature of humanity, the changing nature of humanity and transhumanism would affect individual society, businesses, and government. And we just went through number one, which is our bodies will be augmented. And now we're going to move on to number two. Our thought processes will be faster and more transferable. But let me just make a quick point. I ended uh, the last segment telling you that you could start to figure out ways to offer services uh, and offer your skills to people that don't want to be part of the coming prison planet matrix metaverse and that's like the lady i told you about at the beginning of the show carol where we get our vegetables from she has this community funded uh, farm that she created Uh, we deal with a a butcher who sources uh, organic meats locally Um, there's a lot of things you can get into folks to be able to build a business around dealing with people like me and you, people that don't want to engage with this stuff, people that don't want to live inside the matrix. So from a business standpoint, we talk about living one foot in and one foot out of the matrix to go and make your food coupons, but maybe you don't even have to fully engage within the matrix to make your food coupons start thinking that way start thinking of ways to free yourself from the matrix as much as possible i had someone at pain.tv slash gold email me uh maybe it was early this morning or late last night and they said they were listening to one of the shows and i had recommended not sleeping uh with your iphone in the bedroom to get the iPhone out of the bedroom while you're sleeping. And they said, you know, I keep the phone next to me at night. And uh, when I wake up early in the morning, I'll turn on pain.tv. Do you suggest I not do that? Now, as a business person, I'd say, leave that phone right next to you. Keep watching pain.tv. But no, I wrote her back a detailed response. And I said, first off, I think I make it pretty clear on this show. I'm not trying to dictate to you the way in which you need to live your life. We are all individuals here. We all can, um, we all have different parts of this matrix we're willing to deal with, different thresholds, okay? And some of us will go full Amish, and some of us will have to land somewhere in the middle. So certain things that you do, certain habits, certain products you buy, it may take a little bit of work. It may be a sacrifice to start to remove some of this stuff from your life. And so I said that that's a choice you have to make. But the reason why I say that is because over the years I've listened to a number of podcasts talking about the, um, you know, sort of the waves and stuff that come out of the Bluetooth, out of the Wi-Fi, out of the cellular signal, and it's not good to have the phone around you at all times. Now, 
in the end, there'll be studies and people will talk about this, but everybody's different. That's a choice you make. The real reason why I started doing it lately was after listening to the lecture by Dr. Charles Morgan III in front of the West Point Military Academy when he talked about the government's ability to basically brainwash you, mind control you while you're sleeping and using sound waves to set off stem cells that they could have injected into your body in a number of ways. And so, I don't know, that kind of freaked me out. I said, well, you know, I'm going to be a little more religious about this. But if it's just about sort of the 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 dirty waves and stuff coming off the phone, but you want to keep your phone next to you on the nightstand, I said, I don't know, maybe turn it on airplane mode. Um, so it's supposedly not connecting up to cellular or to Wi-Fi. Now, do I think that works? I don't know, folks. I've never run a scientific test on that. But maybe try that or just don't do it. Again, all of us are going to... Uh, come up with various solutions and they're all going to be different and this is uh, what's great about it is that people are asking meaning you're thinking about it and if you're thinking about it and you're starting to make moves in your life starting to make changes starting to look at as I've talked about with Legal Man, sort of this set of options that you have, you're being realistic about it, and you start to make these changes, that I'm doing my job. That makes me feel really good that there's people out there thinking about this stuff. So I commend that person for writing me. I hope my response was uh, was good enough. And at the end of the day, you know, make your own choices and, and um, you know, just be willing to live with them. You know, you'll make a choice. Don't second guess yourself later. Go with your gut. Go with the research you have. And I I wish you well. Uh, All right, folks, let's continue with this. It says, our thought processes will be faster and more transferable. Both wearable and implantable brain-machine interfaces, BMIs, are in development from organizations that include Elon Musk, Neuralink, Facebook, and DARPA, right? So aren't you glad we talked about this yesterday? The difference between the wearable and the implantable brain machine interface. So basically, you have the BMI, the brain machine interface or brain computer interface, and then you have the different variations of the transcranial electronic stimulation helmets. And so I want to look into what Facebook was developing and see if in any way Oculus, their VR goggles, started off as some sort of a BMI, because I am quite interested in figuring out if the consumer-grade virtual reality has elements of the BMIs or the transcranial electronic stimulation helmets built into them. It goes on to say, these devices will dramatically alter the ways in which we communicate with each other, as well as digital devices. Today, when I speak with others, I am limited by the speed with which I can speak and the words on the tip of my tongue. When I interface with a computer, I am limited by the speed that I can type. BMIs will change all of this to enabling communication at the speed of thought in its full, unfiltered state. Mark Zuckerberg has described the following scenario. Today, when we share our uh, vacation experiences, we upload photos and videos. With BMIs, I can share my full sensory and emotional vacation experience with my friends and family, meaning that you could beam your vacation almost, for instance, like you were walking around with a 360 GoPro on your head, but 
it's not just video and it's not just sound you could literally beam someone into that place teleport them into that place inside of your head you've heard elon musk talk about that very dangerous folks i mean if you want the ability to do that then you might as well live inside of the metaverse which is a digital prison folks it's a digital prison I mean, if you get to the point where you no longer want to experience the real, the natural, uh, real life, you know, nature, then uh, I don't know what the point is anymore. You can beam yourself into the metaverse and live with immortality inside there with Peter Thiel while he talks to you about how Christianity and transhumanism are the same thing because they both offer you immortality. Not for me, folks. I don't really want to hang out with these guys inside the metaverse. All right, number three, gamification and behavioral science will increase human productivity. And I've talked about this before as well, gamification in the sense of what Instacart, the grocery app, was doing. Uh, We had the gentleman on this show, the guest who came out of the live entertainment space, specifically Broadway and theater, and he was working on a gamification piece of technology to get people to engage with live entertainment. So we learned a little about this technology through him. But it goes on to say, early innovators such as Uber are already harnessing the incredible combined power of behavioral science. Again, this is from 2017. The combined power of behavioral science, gamification, and artificial intelligence. Uber's behavioral science techniques, including queuing up the next drive as the default option, not revealing the profitability of that ride, which is an uncertainty uh, technique that is most often used in gambling, and giving drivers awards such as above and beyond that spur dopamine release. Gamification techniques used by the company include a graphical interface that brings a video game-like quality to the drive, as well as promoting goals that are always just out of reach to encourage continued pursuit. All right, now that's called manipulating people. That's called mind control. And you will find this inside all of the gig apps and i've played around with many of them folks but you will find gamification inside of doordash inside of uber uber eats inside of instacart uh, and many of the others and as i told you before i brought up lars butler the ceo of the artificial intelligence foundation partnered with keith alexander former head of the nsa we went into depth on several episodes on lars butler and i showed you his background started 12 years ago with a video game company called tryon worlds that was all about the early stages of developing gamification so video games are basically the test pilots for a lot of the gamification and now they're rolled out through these gig app companies and i've said from the beginning i believe that the gamification being tested inside of the gig platforms is actually sort of the beta test or the test piloting for what will later become the social score system app that we will access through a smartphone or VR goggles or AR goggles or contact lenses or whatever it may be two, three, four years from now. But the government, the state, will gamify us 
utilizing the central bank digital currencies and giving us tokens and rewards for doing such things, uh, giving us goals that are always just out of reach to encourage continued pursuit, basically playing with you, dangling the carrot in front of your nose like you would do to a horse with a stick so the horse keeps walking trying to get the carrot, but it will never actually get the carrot, ladies and gentlemen. That is how they think of us. Just a stupid horse walking around with a carrot dangling in front of our nose. And that is the science behind gamification. Ladies and gentlemen, when we get back, I'm going to work through this list. This is transhumanism coming to us by 2030, but written about in 2017. And this way we can start to figure out where they are today and with what they're doing out in the business world, out in the so-called private sector, how that connects in with what the military mad scientists like Dr. James Giordano are talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's gamify this experience. My name is Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, let's take a look at this. This is quite interesting, and I jumped the gun there because I was talking about the, the gig apps eventually becoming the platforms for the government to run a social score system, basically gamify your life. And this article continues to say here, folks, even governments have taken up these tactics with behavioral science units in both the United Kingdom and the United States. All right. It says, while these groups are focused on socially beneficial programs, right, sure, They must be monitored to ensure they do not drift into more controlling engagement. So socially engineering, right? Socially beneficial, socially engineering through gamification. But we have to monitor these folks to make sure they don't drift into more controlling engagements. Right. And we will eventually get into this. We are going to get into uh, human capital bonds and the gamification of life. Allison McDowell, if you've ever followed her, she's off of Twitter. She left on her own. She has a website, wrenchingthegears.com. I would recommend checking that out. I am, I decided, going to reach out to Allison. She blocked me a long time ago on Twitter, but I don't really care about that kind of stuff. She's done brilliant work. I would love to have her on. I know one of her big arguments that she makes and why she got in a lot of uh, back and forth disagreements with people like Whitney Webb and Derek Bros and others was over blockchain and crypto. Now, I am against uh, blockchain and crypto. I do not shill blockchain and crypto. Therefore, 
I would love to have a conversation with Allison McDowell about crypto and blockchains and let her explain to it with the hundreds of hours of research she has done as to why these two things are a very bad idea. But with CBDC, central bank digital currency, coming down the pike, I think people can start to see, well, crypto was pretty much a scam and a setup to uh, get people used to digital currencies, and now the government is going to move us into that. I was actually just doing a little research last night on CBDC in Poland. You know, because that may be a place where we set up a base camp and uh, even they are going in that direction, folks. It is worldwide. So if anyone has uh, um, direct access to Allison McDowell, please, would you please write her an email or however you communicate with her and just uh, give me a referral and say, hey, he's a good guy. He's fighting against technology. He would love to have you on. He knows you are the godfather. No, she would be the godmother of fighting the technocratic transhumanist. So I'd love to have her on the show. All right, let's continue here. Uh, It says, while these groups are focused on socially beneficial programs, they must be monitored to ensure they do not drift into more controlling engagements. In addition to applying these techniques to employees and citizens, okay, gamification they're talking about, it is easy to see how they will be increasingly applied to consumers to drive more frequent and volume-driven purchases oh of course gamification they've been doing that with consumers way before this article in 2017 what do you think all the bonus points are on your credit cards the miles you would earn for air travel the uh, bonuses you would get at the gas station or at the grocery store that was all gamification and now with the frictionless shopping apps and such the grocery stores are using uh, built on instacart technology these are all gamification all right it goes on to say by 2030 we can expect the behavioral scientists will be in demand in corporate hr uh, strategy and consulting departments so behavioral science how to manipulate employees citizens and consumers right that's all it is ladies and gentlemen it's just manipulation And as you can see uh, from what I've been talking about here at the Dust and Gold Standard, this concept of technocratic transhumanism, let's just take the piece of technocracy where I told you rule by the scientists and engineers, and I believe I mentioned it a few shows ago, that the technocracy is coming in via the back door through the fake private sector. The gig apps, which are consolidating all of the blue-collar workers, turning them into independent contractors with no benefits, no job security, and the ability to turn them on and off if they misbehave. That essentially is like a social score system where the government can turn off your money. Well, if everyone's driven into gig work, they don't need the government to turn off your money because the gig companies can do it. I can have a friend today that's making $200, $300 a day doing Instacart delivery, and Instacart can turn them off and they cannot get any work tomorrow it is not even a question that they do that because i told you i did instacart for about a year and a half i would experience it day in and day out and so i talked to a lot of people that still work in that world and they are fighting that every single day and there's nothing you can do about it what are you going to do call instacart and complain well they just turn you off and you can't get a hold of anybody so right now what's happening as you're seeing them in 2017 talking about what's coming in 
by 2030 is that the behavioral scientists will be in demand in corporate HR strategy and consulting departments to manipulate consumers, citizens, uh, and employees. And so that will be rule by scientists and engineers. That is technocracy. See how it's all coming in? They are just backdooring it through the so-called private sector. All right, let's continue. It says, we will be more empathetic. The adoption of virtual reality can play an influential role in our ability to understand perspectives other than our own at the current moment. For example, virtual reality could be used to understand the plight of refugees, giving us the opportunity to step into their shoes, which may make us more likely to take action or donate money. Oh, really? Well, can I put on a VR headset since I'm always talking about stepping into the mindset of the psychopaths that rule over us? I'd love to be able to put on a VR headset and see through the eyes of, you know, Klaus Schwab or Yuval Noah Harari or any of these C. CEOs that are involved with this, or Elon Musk, or Dr. James Giordano, or Peter Thiel, or Jeff Bezos, or Eric Schmidt, or Henry Kissinger. Can I see through the eyes of these people? No. I do it every night in my nightmares. That's how I think of this kind of stuff, because I put myself into the mindset of these psychos so that I can report to you what their plans are, what they're doing, and what they see for us in the future. But they're talking about using VR to understand the plight of refugees, or giving us opportunity to step into their shoes folks i am going to have to return to industrial society in its future i believe i started that on episode 10 while i was in poland and then i was having an issue recording there because i was getting echo in the garage where i had to record and i'm going to have to get back to that because a lot of the psychology behind this is addressed all right if you were focused on your own personal life providing for your family you would not have to be worried about the plight of the refugee nor should the refugee be concerned about your problems not being able to find toilet paper or the appropriate bottled water at the grocery store that you shop at people should be focused on their own lives and so in a way we made our lives so easy that we end up having all of these additional things to do in our life and it just completely confuses humans and uh, messes with their actual dna we'll get back to that industrial society in its future in 1995 paper that was written that really explains exactly what is happening today goes on to say other examples may include stepping into the shoes of our future selves and looking at the lives we will live 40 to 50 years down the road if we save $200 a month versus $2,000 a month. This application can bring home the need to save over the short-term desire to spend. Well, they wouldn't want you spending. I mean, they wouldn't want you saving. They want you spending, right? They said they're going to turn you into a better consumer through gamification, right? So that would seem to contradict itself. Uh, we do not see the app that shows you your future of if you save today. It goes on to say BMIs, that's brain-machine interfaces or brain-computer interfaces, may also advance our ability to empathize if we are able to understand someone else's full perspective straight from their own brain, rather than if they are trying to communicate it and misspeak or their intention is misinterpreted by the listener. And we've heard Elon Musk talk about this, so the ability to basically beam your thought process your very being into someone else's head. 
I think this used to be called uh, schizophrenia <laughs> or multiple personality disorder. So now I'm going to just click a button, and the next thing you know, I'm going to have uh, you inside my head, and I'm going to just go inside your head. No thank you, folks. No thank you. This is all uh, promoting the idea of mind control and mind hacking. All right, let's continue. It says, we will see the emergence of extreme personalization and customization. Again, folks, this is from 2017, predicting what would happen by 2030. We already see an advanced degree of personalization in marketing practices, but this will be extended in the future to touch virtually all aspects of our lives. Now, they're going to get into some examples, and I am going to go over them, but this is very important because one of the things that we're dealing with today is the ability to drive people into personalized uh, echo chambers. Uh, And so you will be hooked on a certain topic in entertainment and politics or something else, and they have the ability to drive you into a personalized choose-your-own-adventure echo chamber, whether that be through what you see on your Facebook feed or what you see on your Twitter feed and such. And so you constantly get confirmation bias for what it is that you believe, and now everyone will be living sort of in these choose-your-own-adventure channels that they carve out for you. It's actually quite interesting. I have a friend of mine, Steve, who's been studying this stuff. And so I'm actually going to try to get him on the show to talk about it because I find this to actually be fascinating. Also, what is being promoted, what's growing out of COVID, is uh, personalized drug therapies and so you'll have a lot of these charlatan doctors that go on joe rogan experience and say covid was bad mrna is bad but these personalized dna modifying shots are going to be good they're going to be made right for you so everything is going to be talked about from being personalized and i have uh, a personalized story about this for you with some work i actually did in the past and i want to share that with you because it brings this stuff out into the real world so when i get back i will tell you about what i experienced as this technology was starting to grow about 10 years ago ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is pain.tv slash gold and you are listening to the dustin gold standard you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 